Imagine's Coaling Studio is where efficiency meets creativity. Our new integrated solution brings together our next level coaling algorithm along with in-app reviewing and AI editing in a single intuitive platform. Tailored for photographers who value both speed and personalized quality results, Imagine strives to enhance every aspect of your post-production process. Open the Imagine app and give the new Coaling Studio a try today. Yeah, we actually started dating after WPPI last year. So, yeah. It's what happens when everybody goes home and you're stuck with just one person who's left and you're like, let's go have dinner. And then almost a year later, you're dating. Workflows is a podcast about saving you time and money in your photography business. As a photographer and content creator who struggles with dyslexia, colorblindness, introversion, and anxiety stemming from years of being bullied as a child, Workflows have been my rock. I have workflows for every aspect of my life, and that's why I'm so happy to bring you Workflows, a podcast presented by Imagine. As a company dedicated to saving you time and money in your photography business, it makes sense to enhance and expand the conversation to all things workflows. Tune in and subscribe to hear stories, strategies, and tools that could be your rock. Hear from people just like you. Put the camera down for a little, connect the headphones, and get to work with workflows. Get in on the conversation by joining the Imagine community today. Imagine the possibilities. Susan Stripling has been photographing weddings, portraits, and theater for almost 18 years. Her work has been published in countless outlets, including magazines like Martha Stewart Weddings and newspapers like the New York Times and ads like Epson, Canon USA, and Imagine. Susan has won the Grand Award in Wedding Photojournalism and the Grand Award in Weddings at WPPI. She also holds the prestigious Grand Master status at WPPI. She has been named one of the top 10 wedding photographers in the world by American Photo Magazine and is the original founder of The Wedding School, which brings real, honest education to wedding photographers worldwide. Susan happens to also be one of our talents here at Imagine, offering her editing style in a talent AI profile called Clean and Crisp. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my friend, Susan Stripling. Susan Stripling. Yes. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I am hanging in there about one wedding away from getting a little bit of time off. So nice. definitely doing pretty good. Nice. Nice. Oh, we're going to be talking about time off and stuff like that, I'm sure. I, I figured I figured that was a good <laughs> intro into time saving, all of that, all of that yeah. good imagine stuff. Yeah. So we for the, this is episode 15 of the podcast, mm -hmm. but it's the first episode of season two of oh. the podcast. That's so, exciting. Yeah, we decided that we're going to do basically an 11 season from here on, basically. So we're, we're going to do February to December every nice. year and just keep it consistent and have some fun with it. So nice. Yeah, this is season two. Very exciting. And <laughs> I'm glad that I was able to get you on this episode to kick off kick off the season. And yeah, we've um, only been trying to schedule this for <laughs> how many months now? It's so funny. It's so embarrassing, funny. How... But we're here. We made yeah. it. We made it. <laughs> Looks like we made it. So, you just had a birthday. Happy birthday. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. It was very low key. I took a really big nap and ate pizza and was in bed by 10 p.m. It was great. You, you're making me want to have pizza for dinner. So it's I, oh my I, gosh, this one of my favorite restaurants in Baltimore. They opened kind of like a second restaurant bar thing, and it's all. Uh, it's the menu looks like it was made by like a college student when they were on substances. It's all gross food. They have a macaroni and cheese pizza, which is literally Velveeta mac oh, and cheese right. on top of the pizza. A fried okay. bologna sandwich. One of their sandwiches involves white bread and potato chips. But the reason I went was for the pickle pizza, which is Ooh. just a lovely pizza with a lot of pickles on it. And it was glorious. Yeah. Okay. I would try that. I like pickles. <laughs> I like pizza. I would. I don't think my wife would try it. So I'd have to eat it all myself. But Oh, that's not a problem. Okay. It's not a huge pizza. You'd be okay. All right. So when, next time I'm in Baltimore, we're going there. 
and we're going to do this. That's fine with me. That would be pretty great. So, yeah, come on over. Awesome. Okay, so let's dive into the first question. It's the same question oh, no. I ask okay. every single guest. Okay. What is one thing that you do for the photographic process behind the camera that, okay. has, saved, that has saved you time? Ah, that's actually a very good question. Actually, the biggest thing that I've done to, to save time is just get better at photography. Because if I'm not having to crop and adjust exposure and adjust white balance and all of that in post, everything is significantly faster. So actually, can I have a second part to my answer? Can I yeah. have a two-part answer? All right. Yeah, yeah. Not only getting better at photography in terms of exposure and, and all of that and composition, but being more deliberate with how I shoot. So I'll come back from an eight-hour wedding with 2,400 images to call at the most. I used to come back with a lot more than that. I know photographers <laughs> who shoot thousands, sometimes tens of thousands. But I want things to be sleeker and easier on the back end. And slowing down, being more deliberate, being very precise with each exposure. When I come back and I look through my images, I'm already a huge chunk of the way there. So that's, that's honestly the biggest thing I've done. It's funny. And I, I keep working on it. I keep, yeah. you know, every time I blow an exposure by a half stop or something like that, I'm like, oh, that's a second I could have, I could have taken an extra second and gotten that better. I'll get, we'll get there. Well, yeah. My goal is to, to come back from a wedding with almost no outtakes and everything being almost perfect. So, so maybe in like 20 years, I'll hit that goal. I don't know. It's yeah. a far off well, goal. So I, I, I think you might know this about me, but I, I train in karate. I study a form of yes. karate called Gojiru. Um, and I hurt my elbow last night, by the way. I'm kind of, yeah, it was a two hour fighting class. And I'm a little Probably little while I was up. eating pickle pizza and not working out <laughs> at all. So, yeah. Yeah. And we have a, a, like, our slogan there is to strive for excellence. Like, mm -hmm. you're never going to achieve perfect, but all you can do is keep working at it. So, if it mm -hmm. takes 20 years and you're just keep working at it, mm -hmm. that's all you can do is keep getting better. Absolutely. You don't want to go the opposite direction, you want to keep getting better. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And I specifically recall hearing you say something along what you just said at mm -hmm. WPPI during your photo walk. Probably, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, said exactly so, that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. You're, you're very consistent with, with that answer. It's great. Oh, I, just, I, I hate wasting time on, yeah. on any, anything, anything in my personal life, anything in business. And I'm thinking like, why did I leave this like this or do this like this? Now I've made a bigger problem for myself. I say this as my eyes cut sideways and I look at the dishes in the sink and I should have put them in the washer last Never night. But this, you know, that's another, we're striving for excellence. We're not excellent yeah. yet. Yeah. Getting there. Never look at the sink. Never. No, no. Never. Yeah. So <laughs> what is now one thing you do for your business, not editing, what is one thing you do for your business that has saved you either time or... I have a studio manager who works for me. She's worked for me for a long time. She works from home. She doesn't come into an office or anything. We actually don't live anywhere near each other. And not only does she do album design, she does everything that eats up minute bits of time for me. Because when you've been doing this for a long time and you've got clients that have kind of been... I mean, sometimes people will resurface after a handful of years. And when you've been doing this for 20 years, a handful, you know, it's a lot of people that sometimes mm. reach out for things. I just forward those emails to her. And it, for me, it's not so much about getting back large chunks of time. It's about getting back minute bits of time that then add up to large chunks of time. So like this morning, I forwarded her an email of someone that wanted to download their images from a wedding that was like eight years ago. And I have the link, but it's in my old gallery system, so I'd have to go find it. I don't really remember when their wedding is. And maybe it would take me 10 minutes, but it took me three seconds to forward the email to her. <laughs> so she does a lot of that stuff for me. And then I try to, as much as possible, pre-plan a lot of my social media posts. And I'll plan them and schedule them out so that I don't have to think about every single day what I'm going to post. Yeah. And Are I need... Mm -hmm. uh, are you using a specific tool for the scheduling? Or are you yeah, using I'm using something schedulers? called Plan, P-L-A-N-N. -N. Okay. And the reason I like Plan is it will, you can integrate it with your CloudSpot online gallery because that's what I use to deliver to clients. So if I put up a folder of sneak peeks, which is usually how I start my gallery to clients, they get a sneak peek and it's got their link in it. And then later when all of the rest of the images go up, they're still under the same link. In plan, when it says, you know, what image do you want to 
prep or post or whatever, do you want to get it from a Dropbox, from your computer? Do you want to upload it now? Do you want to get it from one of your CloudSpot galleries? I'll be like, my CloudSpot gallery. And that way I can really easily just go and access like their sneak peeks, their previews, whatever, right. without having to constantly be uploading something new to a new system. And I love it when things integrate. So yeah, what I'm actually looking at, well, I was supposed to actually do it earlier this week, but I didn't because I'm about to have some downtime planning out a couple months of social media posts, but I've been watching movies instead. So <laughs> what oh, well. Movies? we'll get there. What are some of the movies? I've been watching, I mostly just watch horror movies. I, I don't know why, but what did I watch the other day? That was, I watched a movie from the eighties called possession, which was very strange, not scary, just weird. And then I watched smile the oh, other week, the I one with that really creepy that viral marketing campaign where I, <laughs> at one point, I actually got mad at the movie, and I was like, we have to turn it off. We have to turn it off, because it was actually kind of freaking me out. And Bill was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, it's just scaring me, okay? But we persevered through, and then the ending sucked, but they, the endings always suck. That's fine. <laughs> it's like they do Bill. these really great, scary movies, and then they don't know how to close them. So, yeah. But Smile actually ended pretty well. That's, I refuse to watch that one. I, it's I just, Honestly, I it's like super traumatizing. <laughs> Because now anytime anyone I don't know is like smiling at me, I'm like, you have a demon in your body. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, I haven't had a movie of... creep me out since I watched. Did you ever see It Follows? No. I, I'm don't, not a big horror fan. Don't I, watch I, that I, one either because then you'll think that anyone walking down the same street as you is out to get you. So be great. <laughs> also possessed with a demon. So that's the, that's the theme of our talk today apparently. Yeah. yeah let's talk about horror films and demons on this episode of Workflows. Correct. Um, so, so speaking of Bill, how are things with Bill going? I love him. He's lovely. He just moved in here. Fun. I know. It was very exciting. Yes, he is absolutely lovely. And we also have a very like similar philosophy about shooting, which is like get it all right in camera and, and yeah. shoot as, as minimally as possible. So it's really nice to kind of be with someone who's in the same, like looks at work the same way you look mm. at work. And he's just funny and lovely and talented and weird. I think weird <laughs> is the most important part. But he makes me laugh like every single day. So he's, he's a delightful human. I'm looking forward to bringing him to WPPI and subjecting nice. him to all of my friends. <laughs> well, he was there last year. He was there last yeah, year. Yeah, but now I want to introduce him to everybody and like just inundate him with social activity. Nice. Not parties. I don't do parties. But mm. yeah, we actually started dating after WPPI last year. So... Mm. Yeah. So what happens when everybody goes home and you're stuck with just one person who's left and you're like, let's go have dinner. And then almost a year later, you're dating. Yeah. So, yeah. Living together. Yes. I, and it's so funny. I was like, I'm never going to live with anybody ever again. I'm never going to live with anybody. Like I'm going to be single forever. I love being single because I was single for like three years. And it was great. And then here this guy is and he's great and like lovely and changed my mind about all of this stuff. And I find myself saying, do you want to move in here? And I'm like, who am I? But my therapist tells me I'm fairly well adjusted. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a good thing. We still yeah. have the Christmas tree up because I don't want to take it down. But yeah, he's, he is a delight and everyone should know him. That's I, I love think. the fact that he dedicates part of his business to charity. Yes. Like with the food. And he's gotten me doing that as well. Like that was one of the first things that I, even before we because we've known each other on and off for years. Mm -hmm. And that was the very first time I went to his website. That was one of the things that I really liked. And he's really passionate about it. Every time anyone books him, a portion of the proceeds goes towards there's a food bank in Easton, Pennsylvania. And I've gone along with him to buy stuff for it. And like he was able to help them buy a new freezer, like all of this great stuff. And then, you know, I just kept saying, I've always wanted to do something like this, but I don't know what to do. And yeah. he really pushed me he to, he saw yeah. someone else doing something like that. And it was just yeah. a trickle down effect. And then I said, but I don't know what to do. I don't like people. And he, <laughs> and he said, what do you like? And I said, I like dogs. So he helps people. I help dogs. So yeah. when I book a wedding, a portion of it goes towards um, kind of the biggest animal rescue here in Baltimore. So hopefully between the two of us. You're saving a lot of lives. Helping a lot of people dog. and animals. Yes. Yeah. I, and I, I would have I, 900 if that would not course. be insane. Of course. I, you, you'd run out of names. There's only so many Taylor Swifts and those type oh. of, of people to name your dogs after. 
<laughs> I, I love Taylor Swift. Okay. And the funniest thing is when I, like when I'm walking her and I meet other dogs on the street or I'm walking her and my other dog and Bill's dog. Mm-hmm. And you know, people, we stop and we talk, we talk about our dogs. I'm like, we don't even introduce ourselves. We just introduce our dogs. And I'm like, this is Tika, which is Bill's dog named after Tika Masala, like super cute name. Mm-hmm. And this is my dog. This is Chloe, which is the name that she had when she came to us. She was a rescue. And I'm like, this is Tika, this is Chloe, and this is Taylor Swift. And they're like, oh, did your kids name her? And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Mia's a 43-year-old adult woman named her Taylor listen, Swift listen. all by myself. Taylor but Swift. we call her Tater because that just fits her demonic, bizarre little personality. But have, it is have, really funny. Like, I yell Taylor Swift when I'm really mad at her, and that just nice. makes it funny. Sometimes I call her yeah. by Taylor Swift's actual real name with her middle name because Taylor Swift's middle name is Allison, which I can't believe this is a thing I know. So I will <laughs> yell at my dog, Taylor Allison Swift, which makes no sense whatsoever because that's not right. even. Yeah. But it, it definitely takes down the anger when she's pooped on the rug and I'm mad. Uh, so, but yeah. yes, her name is Taylor Swift. I, I, I have no shame in saying I do enjoy Taylor Swift's music, especially the more recent stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, right. L- less of the pop stuff, more of the. Like, like the folklore evermore yeah, yeah. lovely folksy now, stuff. Yeah. Fun fact. Tell me. I, I grew up <clears throat> in in high school and a little bit pe- after high school. I was in the music scene. I was in bands. And some of the You've met one Taylor of the bands. Smith. No, one of the bands. Okay. This is a weird connection. One of the bands that I was very fr- friendly with that one of the bandmates was actually in my high school with me was in a band with Jack Antonoff who's the producer. Oh, yeah. Producer. Oh, I know who so, that is. Yeah. So I've known Jack. I don't know him like we're not friends anymore. Like I haven't seen him in years since like he was in fun and Steel Train have, and all these bands. Do you but, have a cell phone number? No, Can I don't you? have a cell phone number. <gasps> but, okay. but, but listen, like, I'm working my way towards Taylor yeah. Swift. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so there's that weird connection. I have a, I have a, I am connected to Taylor Swift. Sort there of you go. one of those, it's one of those Kevin Bacon type things. You know? Oh my God! So. Jack Antonoff is like crazy talented. He is like the, one of literally the most... in like nine hundred bands, and yeah, you yeah. have to listen to his first, the first band he was in. I'll have to what send you that? some of the music. Please do. I would. I would enjoy punk. that. It's like punk, punk. Bill so. would love that. Bill. It, yeah. I think Bill listened to music and then stopped listening to music in like the late nineties. So he. He has a Stuff time capsule of yeah. like Green Day and like that whole era. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of times we'll be here because I own the building that I live in with my two best friends and we have mm-hmm. a pool table downstairs. So we'll be down there playing pool and we like to like watch YouTube videos while we're playing pool. And Bill never knows who anybody is. And it is the funniest thing ever. He'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, this this band. And he's like, nope, not a clue. So but yeah. I'm catching I, him I, up on Taylor Swift. So we're all right. <laughs> I'd much rather listen to some of the stuff from the from the 90s early 2000s than a lot of the stuff that's now but you know yeah but the videos now are very entertaining and videos are like so much better than they used to be yeah yeah which is funny because we were talking about how like you have to go on youtube or, or vimeo or whatever to watch videos when we used to just sit around and watch them on mtv yeah and now mtv doesn't show videos it so right <laughs> It's fine. But if you come play pool with us, we have a, a YouTube playlist. So we play videos in the background and then play pool. Nice. Yep. Yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. In all of the time that I've saved, I do really productive things like play pool. And then we, we bought a ski yeah. ball machine. So we are fully nice. adults. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Speaking of saving time. <laughs> do you like how I brought it back? I brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> besides from Imagine. Yeah. What is one thing you do for editing that has saved you time? Photo mechanic. We're going to get to imagine. So I don't want you I'm to using photo mechanic. A lot of people okay. call in Lightroom or yeah. whatnot, but photo mechanic is just, it has been my go-to culling software. It just, your previews are up like that. Mm-hmm. It, it's so fast to go through it. And it's such a basic program, but it's, it's my absolute favorite. So yeah. photo mechanic. Love awesome. it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. One more question before I have a surprise question for you. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, what is one thing you do after a session that has increased business? After a session that has 
increased business, getting previews out really quickly. I used to think, I'd be like, what's the point of doing a sneak peek when I could just edit the wedding a little bit faster? <laughs> but if I edited the wedding a little bit faster, it's like an influx of a lot of images. So after an engagement session or a portrait session or a wedding, I try to get a gallery of previews out to them within like a day or two. And we're not talking a ton. We're talking like maybe 50, 60 images so that they can start sharing them. And that's actually been really big. And I send it to all of the vendors because I collect a list of vendors before the wedding day and the previews go out to everybody. So I'm pretty much giving people social content right away when they're very, very excited. And I thought, God, this is like so much extra work on my part. It's not, and it's not gonna work, whatever. It's gonna be like a waste of time. And it actually isn't because it's it's putting professional images in people's hands at the time that they're usually just posting cell phone images. Are you asking for them to, to credit you? Like what, like to mention you when they shared on Facebook, or whatever? Or yeah, you just like letting just them tag your... me. Yeah. And honestly, most people now like, the rules of tagging have been pretty ingrained in people, especially other wedding vendors, that it's generally not a, not a problem. Are you walking your dog while listening to this episode? Take a moment and pull up Lightroom on your phone. Share a recent photo, imagine edited in your style. Share it on Instagram using the hashtag imagineai and caption it with your thoughts on this podcast episode. So I started doing this about three episodes ago. Okay. And I'm now doing it on live streams when we have guests as well. And it's fun. Okay. Phenomenal. Great. Great. Pick a color deck. Oh, no. Orange. All right. Oh, boy. Oops. That was a loud noise. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. I'm going to start shuffling through. You tell me when to stop, okay? Okay. okay. Here we go. Tell me stop. when. Okay. My next question to you is... Oh, Jesus. Okay. You just picked this card, so you can't blame me. I did. Okay, you're right. You, I, I did this to myself. <laughs> All right. You got this one. You got this one in the bag. What okay. does your typical Friday night look like? It's so freaking boring. It's so funny. It's like, I expect, you know, people are going to get this question on like a normal podcast interview and it's going to be like, and I went to the bar and I did this. My Friday night is sitting around in my jammies charging batteries for my wedding the next day. You can't charge them when you're not in your jammies. You got to be in your jammies. I mean, to be clear, I'm also from the waist down in my jammies currently. So no, the, the goal is never wear real pants again. 2020 has taught us you do not need to buckle any kind of pants ever. I mean, honestly, Friday night is, is and dating another wedding photographer is very similar. We charge our batteries. I go looking for missing lens caps because for some reason I'm always missing lens caps. Always. Yeah. Uh, make sure that my, the way I give my timeline to my assistants, I used to print them out, but I would always lose them. And sometimes there's like, I'll make notes on there that I don't really want to leave like laying around. Like if there's sensitive family situations and like people don't talk to each other, it's written down on the timeline. And I would hate for someone to pick it up and be like, oh my God, they told her that like so-and-so and so-and-so don't talk to each other and like whatever. I make a note on my laptop, like just using notes and you can share your notes with anyone you want to share them with. Yep. And so I'll share my note with my assistant. And one of the things on the note is like the family formals and we can actually check them off. So I'll go through my note. I'll make sure my note is correct. And then we usually watch Impractical Jokers and then fall asleep. Nice. <laughs> but we've got, I can't believe I'm about to say this is the, this is the oldest thing I'm going to say. We've gotten really into Jeopardy lately. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, but it comes it's on educational. At seven, so Jeopardy comes on at seven so we can still be in bed on time. Yep. So yeah, my Friday nights are wild. They're just wild. But you know what? You get to chill out, relax, because you have all this extra time thanks to things that we'll talk about. Hey, so. you brought it right back around again. Well done. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into that kind of topic, <laughs> okay. though, this is going to be a deep one that uh -oh. will probably make you want to think about for a little bit. But oh, no. take a look at your business from a 30,000 foot view down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can you share an outline breakdown of your workflow from lead to delivery? Yes, All I right. can. So when a lead comes in, all of my leads come in through Tave, which is my studio management software. I generally don't like to call leads because I hate the phone. Um, and also 
like, for example, right now I'm trying to hire a dog trainer and everyone wants to talk on the phone first. I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to talk on the phone to everybody. I just want to tell you my dog is weird and have you come fix it. She's so weird. It's like, what's wrong with your dog? She's just weird. I don't know. She's strange. So I'll email the lead back. It includes a link to my pricing. A lot of times, and I close out my email with, you know, let me know how you'd like to connect further. Whether you want to get on the phone, please don't say the phone or Zoom or more emails, you know, just let me know. And it usually goes one of two ways. I never hear from them again, or they want to schedule something to chat further. Whether they want to do phone or Zoom, I don't really meet people in person much anymore because there's not a whole lot of a point we're all so used to meeting online. Now, we'll have a meeting, talk through the process and everything. And, and a lot of times, by the if they do want to have a meeting, I've got about like a 75% close rate after a meeting because they've seen my prices and if they want to talk, they either want to hire me or it's between like me and somebody else. So we talk, to, we talk and then I, using Tave, send out a contract and they can sign and pay right online because I don't think anything should hold up people from being able to book you. I don't think they should have to write a check, find a stamp, anything like that, fax machine, any of the above. Okay, <laughs> so then <laughs> I, there is one of my clients said that their venue only got, you could only send them paperwork by fax. Hey, and hey, I'm hey. like, Okay. How do you? Okay. Sure. <laughs> why not? There's a reason why well, HelloFax exists. You know. Correct. Like, so <laughs> that, that's the you reason. Know. It's like you know we we do have a more modern version of faxing. It's called emails. Email. Just email it to you. But once a client is booked in Tave, they have I have multiple emails that go out between booking and the wedding itself, and it's mostly just check-in emails because if I for every single client, if I want to check in every six weeks or so, and I have to put it on my calendar and remember to send the email, I just have it scheduled in Tave to go out, you know, just check-ins. How are things going? Do you need any help with your timeline? Things like that. So it's touch points along the way. At about six weeks out, I send them a wedding day worksheet, which covers a lot of details of the day. And usually by this point, I know a lot of this information, like timelines and, and photo lists and things like that. But it helps me put it all in one place. And I get that. We usually do a final phone call just to make sure that everything that I've read in the worksheet is actually what they intended. And then from there, I create the note, send it to my assistant. I don't often work with second photographers, but I always work with an assistant. And if I do have a second photographer, they get the note also. Let's see. That brings us up to the wedding, which I go to and shoot. And then I come home. I download the same night as the wedding. This is all providing I get home before like 12.30 a.m. If it's after 12.30 a.m., we're doing this in the morning because mm. I'm very tired. But mm. I usually have a lot of adrenaline when I get home just from having worked all day and having loud music blasting in my ears for the last like four hours. So if at all possible, and about 95% of the time it is possible, I download and call on the same night. And that's something that Charmy and I actually, I know you talked to Charmy, she and I both do this. Mm-hmm. If I wait at all to call the wedding, it is slower. If I shoot another wedding after this wedding, and then I have to go back and call this wedding, it takes twice as long. Plus but if you I now, call- you've now like littered the, the, your memory of, of yep. that wedding. So If I go home and I call night of, and I've got like, here's the flower girl coming down the aisle. I will remember the first two shots, she wasn't doing much of anything. And then the next three shots, she was laughing. And it's just that, that little muscle memory from the day. I can call a wedding no matter how long it was in less than an hour. So I'll call, I'll throw everything in Lightroom. Usually while everything is being thrown into Lightroom, I'll go take a shower, something like that. And then come back and I'll start my Imagine Upload the same night. Then after that, like this is provided if I only have one wedding on a weekend, if I have two, I throw it up into imagine and then go to the wedding the next day. Also, while everything is uploading, I start my backups just so that I have the raw files backed up on drives. Then the next day I just go ahead and download everything from imagine. I'm like, then I'm doing this in pajamas, holding a cup of coffee. I just download everything. And then I set Lightroom to do my one-to-one previews so that I can go through it even faster. And a lot of times it'll be while drinking coffee the morning after a wedding, I'm skimming through everything in Lightroom. And I probably spend maybe an hour just kind of going through everything because 
like imagine is, is amazing. Like we all know this, but it isn't completely in my brain because sometimes I'll shoot, like, for example, if I've got a couple in front of a window, sometimes I want to blow it out. Sometimes I want to make it a silhouette. Right. And if my exposure is a little too much in the middle of that, imagines like, mm, we're going to guess where you want to go with this one. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the times it's right. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I actually want to fix this and go the other direction. Or yeah, it's I'll not throw a replacement filter. for you. It's not a replacement for you. It's still, Correct. You still have your creative control over Correct. everything. Sometimes I'll throw a, a more of a vignette on something or a radial filter or, you know, mask out the background or something like that. But at this point, it's just fun because my exposures and my color and everything are absolutely just spot on. And it's going through and adding some little artistic touches. Once that is all done, I go back to Imagine, I upload the final edits, and then I create a virtual copy of every single image in my Lightroom catalog and desaturate them so that I have a color version and a black and white version of every single image. And then I export them all out, start uploading them to CloudSpot. And while that's going on, I throw all of the final images back into Photo Mechanic and pick the ones that I want to put up for previews. And that's um, pretty much it. You said that you desaturate so you have a black and white version. Yes. I want to dig into that just real quick. Do you literally bring the saturation down or do you convert it to black and white? I literally just bring the saturation down. Is I've, there a reason done, why? Is there a reason why I, you do that versus the other? For some reason, it tends to look better. Okay. I, Interesting. I do not know why. I've, I've tried different ways to do it, turning it black and white, running an action, not an action, a, a preset on them, and literally just grabbing saturation, pulling it all the way down has given me the, the best looking conversion from color to black and white. So Why? interesting. I don't know. I, I'm not saying it makes sense, and I'm not saying everyone should do it, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's for some reason the way that has given me the most consistent results. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and everyone gets a color version and a black and white version of all of their images. So, yeah. Yeah. In Imagine, just for everybody listening, so imagine when you create your profile, you can say mm -hmm. if it's a black and white or a color, right? Mm hmm. The way that we identify if it's a black and white image to, like, if, if, you're, if you make a black and white profile, it's going to ignore everything that's set to color. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you, like, if you're in color and you just desaturate, yep. technically, technically, according to Lightroom and mm -hmm. what Imagine reads, it's a color photo, not a black and white. So it's just, still a color photo. Yep. Yes. So just as, so for listeners who are using Imagine, the desaturation method won't work as far as... Um, color versus black and white profiles. It has yep. to actually be a black and white set Correct. image in Lightroom yeah. for Imagine. But anyway, I just want to make sure that I, I just find that interesting. You know, it, it's, it's proof that there's so many ways to do the same mm -hmm. thing. There's no wrong way. It's just you got to find what works best for you and you found what works best for you. So And sometimes it's a little weird. Like everybody's got something in their workflow that if you told your <laughs> workflow to somebody else, they'd be like, Okay, yeah. but I've tried a bunch of different things and simply a virtual copy and taking the saturation down looks best. It's cool. I, Who knows? Hey. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So I'm now like later, when I have some time later, I'm going to open up Lightroom and play around and I want to see the differences for myself because I've never done that before. And honestly, so. tell me if, if, if you're, and I'm always tweaking and changing workflow. If you do yeah. that and you're like, actually, if you just do this simple other thing instead, <laughs> let me yeah, know. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. Yeah, you gave me something to play with, so that's that's fun. Why not? Um, sure. Yeah. So my next question to you. Oh, and thank you for for sharing so much detail. That was that was fantastic. Hey. So, what does the future of AI in photography look like to you? It's <sighs> a hard one. It's funny. I I mean, if it's not something that you think much about, that's perfectly fine. You know, I think about it and then I go into a depression spiral <laughs> because I'm like, the one thing you really can't AI is things happening in real time with real people, like capturing these moments for people. Mm hmm. I don't know how you'd AI that. And then I go down a very deep rabbit hole of robots and, you know, my Amazon Alexa shooting a wedding for me and things like that. And I, I love AI. I do. Mm. I just wish it would kind of leave the arts alone a little bit. Interesting. Cause I'm really, there are a lot of people using mid journey and whatnot to yes. 
create art, mm-hmm. but is it is it really art they created? They just they just told they, a prompt to yeah. a computer. That's not you didn't make it. Right. So I guess I'm old. This is again. This is like my parents not understanding how to program. TiVo back in the day, right? Like, because everything was on the DVR. I'm like, why are they doing this? This is stupid. I think about it and then my brain blacks out and I end up somehow on climate change and the future and our planet burning and I try not to think about it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I saw a conversation about this and about like mid journey and that kind of stuff. And one of the comments was like, don't tell them where John Connor is. And I was like, don't, don't tell them where John Connor is. Yeah. No, I just, I don't. I guess I don't get it really like I and I yeah it can it can do cool things but you didn't make it right. like it, it required no artistic skill on your part to say make me an image that is a bride in a veil standing in the catacombs in Paris smiling yeah yeah I see I have fun playing around with it I would I, I have been thinking about using it for something that I've been working on for a long time. Children's books. Children's books. <gasps> I have two written that I'm like, do I pay an illustrator or do I now experiment with this, which could do it And for that's me. where I have a hard time, which is like, it's and fun. now there's, there's AI for copy editing and like, yeah, people are just going to get edged out of the arts and there are certain things that I don't mind being automated or like I never want to go through a human manned cashier at a store. I would always rather check myself out. So you could argue that's taking a job away from a person. But if I'm getting AI to illustrate for me and the illustrations are really beautiful, which they would be, Mm -hmm. am I taking a job away from a creative? And that's where, as a creative, I start to just feel yeah. weird about it. Yes. Yeah, there's that um, fine line of, like, is it, mm-hmm. is it good? Is it bad? Is it, is it going to hurt people's lives? Or at the same time, like, sometimes it's is just it, about something being fun. And that's it. Like, exactly. A toy. Exactly. 100%. I realized I took it to, yeah. like, a deep, dark place. But, um, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's somehow okay. we ended up on, like, polar ice caps melting and, like, <laughs> and climate change. And why is it 65 degrees outside today? It's winter, but it's fine. It's, it's just – it's a new, interesting tool that I don't know how I feel about it yet. And I don't know mm-hmm. what I – I always worry about the future of my job being taken away. But then I also realize that, like – there are people out there still painting oil paintings of humans that people are hanging over their fireplaces and they're actually doing them. They're not doing them through Photoshop or anything like that. So I think the thing about it, it, just the future of AI just kind of makes me tired because it's going to mean I'm just going to keep having to adapt and work even harder to stay relevant and keep getting work. And that's something that I know a lot of my friends who've been in the business like over 10 years, like the constant hustle is a little... So for those listening, if you're interested in this topic, in December 2022, I can't believe it's, can't believe it's 2023 already. Like, December what, 2022. What, what year is it? I told you. I forgot yeah. how old I was yeah. this morning. So it's, it's fine. Time um, is a construct. Yeah. So so imagine did a webinar with well, our CEO, Yotam, did a webinar with Amir, the CEO of PickTime. And mm-hmm. the whole discussion was on... AI in photography. So anybody who's interested in watching the replay of that webinar, it's on our YouTube channel. And this topic of mid-journey and its impact on photographers actually came up and was discussed by two, you know, people in the two high-level professionals in the industry. Yeah. 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 So definitely worth listening to if anybody who's interested in that topic. I am interested in that topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you are not just an Imagine user. You are someone who has created a profile yes. that is being used by thousands of photographers worldwide. That's so exciting. Um, I, which it's is really yeah. exciting. Yeah. So you, we've been discussing time this entire mm-hmm. episode. Um, we've yeah. been discussing workflows. Imagine obviously plays a role in your workflow, as you mentioned. How did Imagine impact your life? 
you know, a lot of people will talk about like a software or something and be like, it changed my life. And you're like, okay, calm down. It did not change your life. But legitimately imagine changed my life. Like on a financial level, it saves me a ton of money. It, I had been using a really incredible team of humans to edit my images before. Mm -hmm. And they were fantastic. They did an incredible job. But I've saved thousands and thousands of dollars by using Imagine. And again, that's, you know, I feel kind of bad about, that's another discussion entirely for another day. But it has saved me a ton of money. It has saved me just, like, you, you can't, I can't even qualify, like, how much time it saved me. It is mind-boggling that if I really wanted to, I could deliver a wedding the day after the wedding in my pajamas, drinking coffee with minimal effort. Like it's, and the fact that I can keep teaching it, it just keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, it's also saved me so much stress. Like I, I get the wedding done as fast as I can get it done and I upload it and then I, I sit on it for a couple of weeks and it's not to create the illusion that it takes time to process these images. It's, that's not it. It's that I don't want to create an unrealistic standard of my own turnaround times. Because if I started turning around all my weddings within a week, I'll have weddings where I have travel and I'm gone for a week. And, or it's the middle of wedding season and it's going to take me a couple extra days to run these things through. Imagine. I still tell people six weeks. I deliver it about three weeks at this point. But like my last wedding, let me look at my calendar. I had a wedding on... Oh, hey, did you know I'm supposed to record a podcast today? All right. I had a wedding on December 11th, mm -hmm. and it was in Florida, and I drove down and I drove back. You drove and down to Florida? Yeah. I have a camper van. Okay. So I drove the camper right. van down to Florida, and it was really fun. I had a wedding on the 11th. I got back, and like, the morning of the 13th. The wedding was done by the evening of the 14th. Like, done. And that involved driving back from Florida. I have a wedding this Saturday, which is technically I get the end of my season and then I have some time off. The wedding, I'm done with the wedding at like 8.30 Saturday night. By morning on Sunday, I will be completely caught up and done and can close my computer and go on vacation if I want. Like it, it also just, not only is it a time saver, it is a workflow consolidator. Like it just chunks your workflow down into such a small yeah. amount of time. And combining that with the fact that I'm working even harder to shoot less, to do better in camera, imagine what it does just finishes things off in a really nice way. And it, like the amount of spare time I have is almost embarrassing at this point. <laughs> and I love it. That's so good. It's, and I know the, like we harp on like, yeah, imagine, you know, Saves you time, saves you time. But when you shoot like 30-ish weddings a year and you add up. up the time that you've saved, yeah. it, it is absolutely mind-blowing, honestly. Yeah. On the topic of not having humans doing your editing anymore. Yes. Something that's been coming up a lot recently for mm -hmm. wedding, wedding photographers that are in the same boat as you that are doing still a lot of weddings every year. Yeah. And have an extremely high volume of work to go through. Some people, some wedding photographers, are now hiring humans solely to do mm -hmm. their calling and or AI calling and their AI editing um, mm -hmm. final touches. Yeah. Like not, not like just running it through Imagine, but like all the work after the fact. Yes. That, you know, like the, the fine, you know, blemish removal or the, you yeah. know, what we talk about, like the backlight adjustments and things like that. So people are still hiring humans just to do the final work. Yeah. So the humans still And that's still what I talked about with jobs. like the people that I'd worked with before. I was like, I, I feel like while initially it looks like something like Imagine could put you guys out of business, I actually think it's a really unique business proposition for you because you can also use Imagine mm -hmm. to run the images through. And then yeah. people still... There are people who do way more after the fact than I do, or even just after the fact, like to crop more or put more radial filters on things or whatnot. It is still, you know, can give them the ability to do more fine tuning for people yeah. without having to spend so much time on just the raw processing bulk of stuff. 
Yeah, we've been seeing some editing, you know, editing shops starting to add, specifically add in like an AI finishing plan mm -hmm. option to their packages and stuff. So as a way to like keep customers mm -hmm. that they might have otherwise lost to imagine, which so like we, we're, we're glad that, that as the world, you know, changes that the mm -hmm. editors are making their adjustments to what the world, where the world is going. Yes. So it's, it's good. I mean, so yes, some are losing jobs, but at the same time, some are being ahead of the curve and yeah. doing what they need to. Which is good. And I mean, I just, I think this is such a fantastic tool because what it does is it does the stuff that nobody wants to do, yeah. like image <laughs> by image, exposure tweaking, color tweaking. Oh my God. And it, it just takes that boring base level out and leaves you with a better place to start playing or tweaking yeah. or if you want to spend more time on it, it's your workflow is not eating you alive anymore because you're sitting there going, is this image the same color as this image? Oh, let me go back over here. Let me go back over here. Like it is actually shocking to me how, I mean, I even, I'm choosing my previews now from the images that I've run through AI. Mm -hmm. And I used to edit all of my own previews myself. And I don't even do anything extra to them when I put them online. So everything that you see, like on my Instagram or blog or whatever, it's not really had anything else done to it. At most, like an extra radial filter, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but it's always like a, a, a robot can't edit as well as I can. It's like, well, yeah, it can if you teach it how you edit. Exactly. It's exactly. just doing what I do just in about 10 minutes, which also, how is it that fast? You know what? Don't uh. tell me. I want it to be a secret. <laughs> I want it to be a secret. I, you know, I don't, yeah. it's like, I don't turn the lights on. I don't want to know too much, but it's actually hilarious that I can upload it to AI, go take a shower and come back. And it's like, your edits are done. Yeah. And it's like, okay, sometimes, calm down sometimes like if you're uploading multiple things at the same time, by the time everything's like, everything is done uploading, like the first project is already yeah, done. It's done. Yep. <laughs> so I've done that before that and I'm like, hold, like calm down. Yeah. Like just I, calm down. I'm in the process of preparing a catalog specifically for imaging USA coming up this month, or, uh, soon, the month of yeah. January, when we're recording this. This episode's airing in February, so I'm sorry. I just screwed that up. But Yeah, sorry. I hope you had fun at Imaging yeah. USA. <laughs> we'll um, talk about it in the past. Yeah, yeah. So I'm preparing this catalog, and I'm like, sh I'm making like like a talent preview, like different mm -hmm. collections of all the of the same eight photos edited oh, with every talent profile. Cool. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's all my client work, so I'm, I have the approval to do this and stuff, so it's yeah, no, yeah. no big deal. And so I prepared everything to batch upload. No joke, by the time it was uploaded, 100% of the projects were done. It was the craziest thing. And the last one took, took the most amount of time. It was, the, it was so crazy. Wild. And it was only because the last one had cropping and straightening turned on as well, just to show that working too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that yeah. one took longer. But like, it's so funny how, how that happens. It's so funny. Yeah. So speaking of Instagram and website, like you just were talking about yes where can listeners learn more about you connect with oh, you and of course see your on the world wide web www.forward <laughs> slash no it's my website is just susanstripling.com s-t-r-i-p-l-i-n-g and my instagram is susan stripling photography awesome and that's that thank you for hopping on chatting with me i'm glad we were able to make this work third time is the charm we did it we did it it happened we did it for yeah. the record for the record one of the reasons we had to cancel was power <laughs> went out so <laughs> one of the other reasons was susan can't read a calendar yeah it's listen it's it's the point of year where wedding season is like it's like right almost over i'm working on one functional brain cell at this yeah. point yeah. like you can't see that I'm wearing my pajama pants and slippers. Like I've had multiple cups of coffee. Like we are, there's a lot of under eye concealer going on right now <laughs> to make me functional. Yes. We're, we're, we're limping to the finish line at this point. So. Well, yeah. I, I'm so glad we we're able to do this and I look forward to seeing you at WPPI. I was going to say, you're going to be at WPPI, right? I'm we can hang. Sure, pretty sure I'll be at WPPI. I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't bring you bring yeah. you along so yeah yeah and i'm pretty sure i'll be there maybe um, we'll they, do something they have, fun they've uh, i'm gonna be busy as a whole bunch of curse words uh, <laughs> that is for sure that's gonna be fun and i'm looking forward to yeah. going there's a lot of people i haven't seen in a while so yeah and i gotta hang out with bill and we're actually trying to put together a 
road trip because like I said, I have a, I have a converted mm -hmm. camper van, which is just the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. And he's done the road trip where he's driven from out here all the way to Vegas and like spent a lot of time in Arizona and I've nice. never done that. So hopefully this year we'll get to go camper vanning our way across Ooh. the country. That'd be fun. With so, three yeah, hopefully by the time or... you see me in, in Vegas, I'll be tanned and well rested and all outdoorsy. <laughs> nice. Not like the bleak, pale Victorian child I am right now. So. <laughs> Will you, would you be bringing all three dogs or would you be boarding them when you go? Oh, no. No. Absolutely not. Taylor Swift <laughs> is not going to the desert. She might... She's a weird dog. I've told She's a weird dog. Um They'll probably, we'll probably start the trip by like detouring down through Georgia and like going that way and dropping all the dogs off with my parents. Nice. That's good. I'm idea. pretty sure I asked them. If not, hey guys, can you hey mom, watch the hey dogs? Dad. Cool. Hey, <laughs> thanks. Love you guys awesome. so much. Yes. So cool. They all can right. deal with Taylor Swift, the very weird dog, for a couple yeah. weeks. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to learn more about Taylor Swift, the weird dog, I post her on my Instagram stories doing strange stuff all the time. Uh, you know what, Scott? If you ask yeah. enough about Taylor Swift, I'll bring her to Vegas and just give her to you. And you can no, hang no, she can, be, I'm, I'm she can be the Imagine mascot. She'll poop on the floor yeah. and scream in people's faces and just, yeah. You can borrow her anytime you want. My daughter is so afraid of tiny dogs. It's the Really? Thing. Yeah. Like, it, bigger dogs... She'll go up and pet them and snuggle them, but like it's the little ones that forgot. Honestly, little dogs are creepy, and they're generally really a mean Hyper. little dog to me is really yeah. freaky. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Uh, anyway, we'll <laughs> this leave conversation it with that. has taken some turns, but hopefully there was some educational <laughs> content in here for for the people. Yeah, there's um, a lot of good nuggets for everybody to, to walk away with. So thank you, thank you. Yeah, We're gonna end anybody, that. Anybody listening to this, if you have questions, like you're Imagine Facebook group is great. People can always mm -hmm. email me. Like, I think everyone should be using this. So I'm glad to help as much as possible. Thank you. That's a great way to end uh, it. Anytime. I'm going to go make another cup of coffee, which is surely going to be great for my heart rate. Thank you so much, Susan, for that incredible conversation, for sharing all of your insights and knowledge with the Imagine community. You have been listening to Workflows, presented by Imagine. To hear more from Workflows and to find a link to our guest, please go to imagine-ai.com slash podcast. Be a part of the conversation by joining the Imagine community at imagine-ai.com slash community. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.